first and foremost, thank you so much, Shuana, for joining the podcast today. It's, 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 I'm excited for this one. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much uh, for having me. And yes, I stay excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that intro. And it's great to be excited because when you're excited, you get to enjoy the good things that you need. You know, sometimes we go through a lot of like, we can't enjoy those things because things are in the way. So I just, you know, enjoy the fact that you're able to bring that out and let people know more about, you know, where we are, where we think and how we think through things, you know. Amen. It's amazing. And and just tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and we can get into some topics where it's going to help some people understand some things that, you know, they can feel more comfortable expressing. Alrighty. Um, so, uh, like you said, my name is Shiwana. Uh, I am the founder of Fantasize Your Room, uh, where we help adults bring their inner fantasies to life. Um most people don't like to talk about things like that. So I think it's very important to kind of start from the beginning. A lot of people kind of jump right into things like sex. And they think because we were created, um, you know, to reproduce that everybody knows what they're doing and know exactly what it is that they want or how to articulate what they want. And everyone, they don't. Um, so I consult individually and then collectively if need be. Uh, within, you know, couples uh, to find out who's the more dominant person in uh, the relationship to find out where you guys are and who's ever the lesser dominant is where we kind of meet your partner at. So we want to kind of start with the baseline of uh, where that person is and then elevate as we go and we grow. That's amazing. You said two things that really hit me really good. Like the first one was you do it individually and you also do it collectively. And then you also mentioned how you want them to express themselves and, you know, what are those things that it takes to get there? So could you tell us more about like, is it more of individually like a one-on-one? Because even the dominant, two people could be dominant or two people could be submissive. So like, how does that go when you're really trying to like dissect it? So it's important to kind of find out where the individuals are and that has to be done individually because sometimes you may not want to be as expressive in front of your partner, especially if we're starting this jerk, right? Because it's one of those things that people really don't like to talk about. So if you haven't already spoken about it with your partner, if in front of me it's going to be the exact same thing. You're going to hold some things back uh, and your reasons why. But when we do it individually, it gives us an opportunity to kind of bond uh, for us to speak because sometimes these things go back to, you know, childhood trauma or being assaulted and that's for males and females. And sometimes, you know, they may not want to say those things or give that reason why they don't want to move forward. So when I do it that way, I can then find out where they are individually and then kind of show them where they can meet at collectively and then where to start. That's deep because now it cha- it changes everything because, you know, now you're focusing on the person and sometimes people are holding on to other things that they shouldn't be when they should be letting go in that moment. So it's like a, f- a mind fight, you know, it's like a tug of war. And, right. and sometimes if your mind is not there, your body is not there. And if your body is not there, 
nobody's there. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. It works together. It's really important. And I always give the example to people that uh, you can say, I do. You can spend years with one and say, I do. Or you can date for over a decade, right? You can have children. You can uh, have investments together. Your finances are now combined. You can buy share real estate. You share really important things in life that we purchase, like homes and vehicles. And you take family trips and, you know, all these fun things that we do. And then soon as we have a conversation about bondage or being tied up, using handcuffs or being spanked, everyone wants to withdraw. Mm. They want to become something else. It's not one again to become defensive. Uh, no, they can't. I don't want nobody putting me in something and you know not letting me go. And I'm like, but you'll bear this man, this man's children, and you'll take on debt that could change your life forever. Mm. But you don't trust this person with your body or you don't trust them with their fantasies. It's amazing. That's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot because now you start thinking about those things because you're like, oh, I want to do this or I used to try this or oh, you've never done this before. Now it sounds like a taboo. Now it sounds like, ooh, sounds like oh man i i don't think i don't think so you know people have gone through those things especially when they're exposed to it the first time and it wasn't a good time you know it kind of changes you for a long time and that happens because we get so excited as human beings sex is exciting so we get so excited our parents are telling us not to do it uh the reason that we shouldn't do it now we want to do it uh, now we're getting excited about it and now we're reading things and the internet is showing us things and I want to do that that makes me feel a different kind of way I want to try these things and what happens is the brain is not developed enough to really deal with these things these the things that we're discussing it takes some mental development that most people don't have at an early age and I mean that all the way up to even your early 30s so because you have an Experience these things and you're experiencing them too soon before the mental development, you experience these things with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. The connection is not there. Then you're being mishandled. The person wasn't taught how to handle you. Then you have these experiences and then you tell yourself that I like them or I don't like them. You know, I did that. Then when you get settled in life and you decide, I want to settle down, I want to have partner, I'm ready to live my life and have someone to share it with. Now, all of those things that you should be doing as mature adults, you now say, oh, I did that back when I hated it. Well, that was back when I was just having a good time. Oh, I'm not doing that stuff. No, no, you shouldn't have been doing it back then mm. because no one even explained to you what you were doing. Now that you have a lifelong partner and they have fantasies now you're too grown. Now I'm too spiritual or religious or whatever most high you serve. It's against all of those things. And it's really not. It's just that you weren't prepared and you did it too soon. And now you want to tell yourself that you're over it when you shouldn't be. And now, thus, it gets real. Whoa. Y'all are not ready for this episode at all. <laughs> like, it's like. It's like they're hearing it and they're listening and they're processing and then they're like, 
light bulb and it's like i thought you already knew this but it's like when people don't go to that extent where they've gone literally extreme they don't know how extreme they could get that's right that's right then we start closing doors to fantasies and opportunities and i try to explain to people when you pick a partner which we're all created to do whose responsibility is to allow your partner to be the best version of themselves Mm. Um, if you're closing the doors to conversations or you're responding prematurely if you're responding in an immature way you have now suppressed that person's fantasies for another 5 to 10 years or into the fantasies take on an entity of their own and show up when they're not supposed to yeah that definitely hit a nerve because now <laughs> because now you are you're speaking like it's you should be doing these things when you should be doing them not when you think you or you thought you should have been doing them but it's like at this point you can't really say you can or you can't because you already did so if it's happened how do you change that process do you need to go to therapy? Do you need to go to a, co- right. a collective group? Like, do you have to hear other people's stories? Like, oh, we've been married 10 years. Oh, we've been married 30 years. We divorced after two months. Like, oh, we divorced after never. You know, some people will never do that. Some people have the prenup. Some people do. So it's like, there are so many like complications. And I'm like, I just want to be with you. It's that simple, but it's so complex, you know? So complex because... When we experience them prematurely, things happen that we're not ready for. Some of those things could be trauma, right? So if I did it when I wasn't supposed to and then something took place, now I've gotten this protective barrier against that. So the next person that I'm with, that I'm going to spend my life with, it doesn't even matter because that barrier is protected. Now, had we waited, had we got proper education, we will be open to our partner's ideas. But because we do these things prematurely, we close down and we shut down so many ideas because people have done things to us that has affected us. We have trauma that we're trying to deal with. If most people don't go to sex, I mean, I'm sorry, most people don't go to um, therapy for sex trauma. Is there a reason why or they don't know where to go? Or who to go to? Most people are just embarrassed. Um, uh, we all we have been wired to look at sex initially as bad. That's one that some of the first things is very few people who initiate this conversation to their children as something wonderful and beautiful mm. to take part in. It's more they use more scare tactics. You'll catch STIs. You'll get pregnant. Uh, you can catch HIV. You can they use these things to say this is why we shouldn't. It has never stopped anyone from doing it though. So because we use these scare tactics um, and we try to wire our children not to do it, it makes us not want to talk about it. Yeah. That that hits because now like if they don't talk about it. The ones that tried it before they did it or know about it as they grow and mature, is it because they were not educated well enough and, like you said, embarrassed, but, like, 
some people may have not even done anything but they just don't know until someone sparks that flame like Ooh, that was nice and then you want to do it again because you didn't know that ever existed so it's like it's crazy like typical ex- example because you guys know this is explicit this, so you guys are, stay tuned you know like i i know that just from experience and from what i I've, i know just generally off the bat is that when i have conversations and i get to hear like stories and how you know women are and how the relationships are taken not so many women have been able to orgasm i don't know if there's a study or even squirt to say the least so or quiff or whatever you want to call it there are some things that you have never seen heard you're like what is that you're going to check urban dictionary right now you know or ask siri because you don't know those things or those terms so how do you explain to someone that has no idea but they need to know this so when it happens they're not confused embarrassed or stuck up you know that happens first they have to have an outlet to add to and you have to have an open mind to learn most people assume because they have so much sex that they know what they're doing. Do you know how you would feel after having three kids, a 10-year marriage, to actually go to someone and say, I've been having sex all my life and I really don't know how, you know, to operate my body or I don't know how to please him. When you have your own business and you're going out and you're socializing and you're having tea and cocktails and guys are going to games together and going to the bar and chatting at the bar shop, who's going to say that? You have to internally know that you need this because I can't, it's almost like saying, I can't love you more than you love you. It, 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 it won't work. You have to want to know. You have to identify that you don't know. Then it's easier for me when I you know, speak with you to be able to get you to open up because you have to accept that. They say, you know, when you go to those, you know, those groups, that the first state of, you know, fixing your problem is admitting that you have one. So very few people don't want to admit it. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, you know, the most high that I have a discernment that it's easier for people when we're one on one to tell me that, to to say that. And if you don't want to see me, right, there's small techniques of trust building skills when it comes to having sex. And I'll give you an example. Uh I had did a show about how do you tell your partner that, you know, you want to bring a toy into the bedroom. So I said, well, after you cook dinner and your house is all clean, it's nothing all good. On his side of the bed, on his pillow, you put an an adult, a novelty. You put an item there. Something that's just that you both can use, something that's for him and for her, and put it there with a little nose, smiley face, or anything. If you've never said that to him, he's going to pick it up, sit on the bed, and be like, what the heck? 
talk about this context right before and after marriage how does that play into i'll give you two types of couples so that we can like you know just have a conversation so two couples they've never done anything and like in their past lives or whatever they've they're just literally ready to start and then another couple who they've had a lot of things going on but they know what they want but they don't know everything that they actually want because they've not been with the person that they that fulfills completely everything even though they have but sometimes it takes two to get there so how do this two work together before or after marriage so that they don't lose that spark well one before we even get with people you know what you fantasize about it's just that we're so embarrassed about our fantasies that we wait to tell people because we don't trust people without fantasies. People judge you so harshly because of your fantasies. So that's like the last thing people will hold out of where I would say, let it be something that comes up in a more frequent conversation. Let it be something that's, you know, along the lines of getting to know you because then you're giving the person options. Not just that the person, even if we haven't picked a time to try these things at least I know that it's on the table mm. it may take a while for us to get there then you have to make sure that you're wording your fantasies properly so for my couple that has never done anything we want to make sure that we're wording how we feel properly that we're not giving it derogatory terms you know if you want to be called a freak that's one thing if you're having this but we use terms like dirty, nasty, or disgusting, or top, you know, all these names that we want to give how we really see. That would make it difficult for you to tell your partner. Instead, give it something that's beautiful. Give it a beautiful name. Give it, give it a seductive name. Give your fantasies a name that you can live with. It's almost like having an alter ego. You want to make sure that it's something that makes you feel good when you say it. then it makes it easier to discuss but when you have the world giving you all these uh, words and they're out here uh, you know sexualizing sex in a way that is just oh just disgusting if you mention it you know it's what you do it's what you like it's just uh, that's mm. not what it is at all it's love it's gentle it's kind so first, I would say name is something beautiful. It makes it easier to discuss. <laughs> yeah. 
do that, then your partner is open. And it, it allows the mind to have a mental rest. Because sometimes when we hold out and we've been having sex with the same person, when you finally get the courage to open your mouth, if this person is not mentally prepared for you or your conversation, they're going to assume the worst about you. Mm -hmm. Okay? I like to use this. I had a fantasy about putting something in my hand. I, I wanted to have double penetration. And you look like this person, like, who the hell did I just marry? Mm. Or, you know, who, who am I? Who am I with? And, you know, then you're judging this person. Now this person's not going to say anything. And this right. person's going to go through the dating stage and the courting stage and going to keep all these fantasies uh, inside and, and never tell you or wait another five years to tell you. Now to my couple who is a little bit more educated about the lifestyle. It's really important to know the do's and the don'ts and who you are within the lifestyle. Mm. I tell people that it's an ABC chart. You can get on A, you can go to B and stop. You can go to B, go to K and stop. But most people who meet someone who like to do things like swap or go to events where they can watch live role play, they uh, don't really talk to their partners about the do's and the don'ts and what, what makes them comfortable or uncomfortable. They're just excited to get from O, A to Z. I want to go. I want to do this. And then what happens is our emotions kick in. Mm -hmm. Things happen that shouldn't. You have to have a clear, a very clear understanding about what you want, what you're willing to try, and that you guys are in agreement to. If you have a relationship that requires a contract, it is very important that he has one as well as you because there are expectations of you both. And with those expectations, boundaries should not be crossed. You should know how far you can go with your partner without ever saying a word. Clear communication is needed for couple number two. Very clear. Yeah. It can it can it can end some stuff. It can end it can end yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's so true. You know, like when people know these things and or they've not experienced it and they see it, they're like, oh, man, this is bad. You know, I would never do this. I'll do this when I'm dating, but I won't do this when I'm married. Like you said, but it's like, why are you even doing it in the first place if you haven't even gotten to the point where you can be comfortable with someone that you want to be with? So it's crazy. That's right. And we don't even think about it. We just do it, do it, do it, and never really even think about it. And I've, I've met so many older couples and people that have gotten set. I'm talking about 50 and older, 45 and older, and set that that was in my heyday when actually you were doing it when you weren't supposed to. Mm. Now that you're supposed to, and that's the connection to longevity. Now you want to shut down on the most important uh, 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 um, race of your life. You know, when you get to the and you, and you give the uh, the baton to the to the anchor, and the anchor brings it home. As soon as you get there and you get married and you get anchored in, then you want to stop running. It's like why you stop? <laughs> now you stop. Now you're supposed to do the things you're supposed to. Now you want to just quit and just say that was back then. That is crazy to me. And it's selfish. It is. 
it is but i also think some people tie that into moral values quote unquote they tie it into like you said religion they tie it into do's and don'ts and you're like oh yeah solomon had a thousand wives you know like and you know there's always one you're gonna pick something from the bible and leave the other and, and not think about what happened you were not there so you can't really tell the story you can tell your story but you don't want to you like how what am i looking for the word exactly the word i'm looking for is taint your vision so you can see it but you don't know what is happening but because you're just very relaxed like i said because of those moments you just want to lay back how does someone deal with that when they don't know what's happening? It's just about you. That's why we have the individual meeting first because mm. it's all about you. Before we can even move to him or her, it's really about you. It's really about you to understand that whatever most high you serve, you have to believe at some point that that person created you just fine. There's nothing wrong with you. From your hair, to your eyes, to your skin, to your lips, to everything about you is just beautifully created. First of all, right? Your thought process. If you're not trying to harm yourself or anyone else, then there's nothing wrong with your thought process. You're just fine. You're okay. Nothing wrong with you. Okay? Because you close your eyes and you have these images, there is nothing wrong with you. It's you. You're not thinking about anybody else outside of whoever's in your fantasy, but it's you that have created it. We are created to daydream to fantasize. It's, it's just daydreaming. That's all that it is, what you're created to do. So once you understand that nothing's wrong with you, then you can understand that the way that I feel and the things that I pray, there's nothing wrong with me. So it's, you can't say that I'm full of evil things <laughs> because you're, you're, you're beautifully created. It's how we label these things and how we label ourselves. So once you understand this is who I am and nothing's wrong with me, then it's easier for you to accept these things that we're talking about because you have to first accept you before you can even go and try to express it to someone else. So most people, they get in relationships and they want to push these things down because of their beliefs. But when would you get an opportunity? People will be fighting themselves their whole life. Yeah, people are not going to tell you that I, I, I constantly battle with my flesh. I, I constantly battle with my flesh. Why are you battling with your flesh? Understand who you are. Accept who you are. Control who you are. Then give who you are permission to live when you want to. Don't allow it. Don't suppress it to the point that then you say, oh, oh, something happened. I don't know what came over me. It was a mistake. This and this happened. And then you want to go and be, you know, cleansed all over there. Nothing is wrong with you. If you will just take care of you properly, 
then those things won't come up. It makes it easier for you to talk to people, your partner, yeah. you know, about these things without feeling like you're going to judge. Just, just be you. And before I, I, I end this thought, I met, a, I met a lady and she said after we spoke that if she had met me three months earlier than that, she wouldn't have been able to have the conversation that we had. They were in their religion and her husband was asking her to do different things, wanted to bring different things in, and they had been battling it for a year, going to the pastor. I mean, they were they were in it. She was calling him out of his name, um, praying for him out loud, just cursing the things that he was mentioning. And then um, she had, you know, a revelation. And then when she spoke to me, and I explained to her some of the things that we're talking about. She then left that conversation understanding that it was her, uh, she did, not what I told her. It was within the conversation of her selected choices of, 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 of questions that she was suppressing something that she should have given more attention to. Because I explained to her that if you are not giving your husband an opportunity to be open with you, who should he be open with? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That 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 should sit for a little bit. <laughs> it did. She was looking at me like, I I got this thing all wrong, you know, and I'm like, it's okay. We don't know. And because we think that our religion or our background or whatever most highly serve, that we're all of these things. It's, it only feels that way when you're unequally yoked and you're doing these things out of order. If you're doing them with her, him, she, did. Listen, of course you're going to feel some kind of way. You're going to start to label yourself. But if you've chosen a partner, how could it be the same? How could you do it unyoke and then do it yoke and it be the same? It will not be the same. Mm. It's different. Whoa. That is wait. <laughs> so when you do it yoked and somebody else does it unyoked, how does that play? Like like for example, you gave that scenario where like lifestyle and everything. So when you're supposed to do it and it's done that way should it feel different and by different i mean like what should you be seeing differently from the other side of the grass <laughs> i just want to make sure people get this and get it home <laughs> oh my gosh when you learn how to touch the body i give people this example i say you should be so open with your heart that he can walk up to you in a beautiful gown, dressed beautifully, makeup slayed, hair laid, and stick his hand up your dress and spread your legs by holding the small of your back and insert a vibrating ball in a room full of people and you not say a word. That is a different kind of connection mm. that you would have in your yoke because you are clear this person understands you. This person uh, knows you. You have a, a love communication that doesn't require words. It's the body. It's how the body is 
handle. You cannot handle the body the exact same way you do with everyday sex. It just doesn't work. It, it, it has to be done differently because if you're expecting someone to allow you to express your fantasies with every part of their body, I'm going to need you to learn how to touch me so that my body will be accepting and not tense. Mm. I won't be thinking, and that's why I tell people, it's really important to wear blindfolds. When you can see, you can anticipate. You, you, you tell your brain what's going on because you can see it. It shuts down the sensual nerves in your body and it doesn't allow you to be free. Because you're tense, you can see, your wonders about to happen. But when you wear blindfolds, everything that you feel is brand new, you can't anticipate. Mm. It's a completely different love language. Speaking of love language and mindset and really being in that moment, you know, I've been looking at your picture <laughs> and it's a perfect segue. Could you express this picture? Because I, I love the way it, it just has that immersion. And if somebody wants to see it or think about it, if you're watching this video, you can see that. Now, this person has his mind like her eyes are not even blindfold but she's pretty much immersed and then at the same time wait i think i'm seeing three not two am i wrong or am i <laughs> wait a minute it's a full picture i'm seeing now whoa so tell me oh my goodness okay yeah talk to me about this this is deep <laughs> Yeah, because I want to, I want yeah, yeah, I'll give you a little example after this, and, and you'll tell me whether, yeah, but then. You know, um, it's uh, really important for people to be expressive. Um, people express themselves through music, they express themselves through art, um, through movies, through books. I'd say you can tell a lot by person by what they read and what they listen to. Um, you know, music is one of my favorite uh, languages to use for communication. If I can listen to your whole playlist, I can learn a lot about. Um, so those things are important to how we uh, express ourselves. Uh, so artwork like this, because a lot of the times um, it's just a good way to communicate because people, especially me, right? A lot of people I'll use myself as an example. Um, you're not going to give us so much about me. From my, from my mouth to ear. And I always use mouth to ear because that's the only way that I take information. Okay? But if you look at my picture selections or uh, imageries or uh, quotes or things like that, you can kind of get an idea of what I like or what I'm open to. But most people don't do research for people. They normally want you to tell them everything, but people are not going to be that open. It's really important to look at things like pictures, uh, what they read, quotes, uh, music, because that's going to tell you things about them that they're not going to say. So that's, that's one of the ways that I, I express myself. I love that you said that because I'm I'm a musician too, 
and I'm a songwriter, I'm a drummer, self-taught, and I, I know rhythm. So, and you know, and, and it's all about the flow, consistency. And now that I'm thinking about the way you said expression, especially with the playlist part, because some people are like, yeah, that's 30 songs, but that's 30 songs of heaven. <laughs> you know, you just want to know what it is, how, and then set the mood and be creative. But some people are just like, oh yeah, I got it. I got mine. You know, I'm good. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's a great way to communicate. And even with my children, I'm a mother of five. Right? Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. I have four boys and I have a daughter. Um, and a lot of times, uh, I didn't, rec- I didn't know that I use music so much to communicate. When we're at the vehicle and uh, I'll give them, you know, they can connect to, you know, the car and they say, I'm going to play music. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're kind of in close to the same era. I'll say that much. Hey. So they're not far <laughs> from what we like and don't like about each other is, you know, music, even yeah. if we weren't close. Uh, you know, in the same era that I still would listen just the same. So I allow them to play music the whole time we're driving because I drive alone a lot, you know, so I can play my music whenever, but I want to know what they got going on. Like one of my sons, he's very, very quiet, right? He's very kind of, you know, nonchalant, no standoffish, but they're all business owners, amen? Mm. And, um, and uh, but he plays music. He likes a lot of like Frank Sinatra. He plays a lot of like deep, 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 deep love songs, but it's not something that kids his age can listen to. So when he plays music and I'm listening, I'm like, oh my god, my baby is the undercover lover. this episode like you just because a lot of people listening you know we got to clap for that you know it's it's amazing because you know people are wondering like how do i get over this thing how do i learn these things how do you take care of this person because there's, there's no manual but it's like your your manual is the manual you need to write pretty much yes you yes know. Yes, write your own manual. And your manual starts from instruction. Now, because you said manual, I'll use a vehicle. I use it for an example all the time. If you take a vehicle, that's nothing wrong. I mean, it's abs- nothing is wrong. It's perfectly fine. 
you park it in the garage for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. You're not gonna take that car out, clean it up and dust it off without changing oil, mm. checking the tires, making sure that everything works. You are gonna take time out before you put that vehicle on the road to make sure that it is operative. That's what we're doing. We must do the same thing with ourselves. If you are someone who does not have a car, I also teach self-care, individual care. Um, I also speak to women about identifying their bodies and calling them the right body parts and teaching their daughters and their sons. You must make sure that you're educated. You must make sure that you know how to make your body work. You have to know how to make it work because if you are untouched and when you go and put your vehicle on the road and someone gets sent driving and now was hesitating on him or her and they're trying to figure out what's going on, they're going to drive it to their destination, which is ejaculation, and they're going to get out. Facts. <laughs> they're going to pull out. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, park the car. <laughs> you gotta do something with this car. You know, but you 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 didn't test drive it first to make sure it was good. So it's not the person that you put the keys in their hands job to make sure the car works. You go to the car guy when they give you a big one, give you the keys. It has to work. So if it doesn't work, then you're gonna be mad at the driver. They didn't make me, I didn't. They came twice, I didn't. You know, I couldn't get there. They not good, sex with this, no boo. No. It was, it's not he or she's job to make you do what you're supposed to do. Mm. You have to touch your body. You have to keep your body active. It's like having a baby, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a child, the body now has a memory of how to give birth. Mm. If you wait 10 years later and have another child, the body forgets what to do. It's as if you've never had a child before. Now, if you had a child and you have a child two years later, that's close apart. It's muscle memory. It will remember. The longer it goes untouched, the more you have to touch it. So it can remember what to do when it is touched. Hot mic. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you guys have a lot of, of thinking to go through processing. This feels like a part two should be coming on next. Like, we can't, we can't finish this in an hour. No way. Like, this, you, you all should just sit on this for the rest of the month. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday. Come back and be like, did you try it? Exactly. Yeah, you got to keep it. things that you think, the things that you crave, they will never go away. 
okay? The only thing that you're training your body to do is suppress them. Nothing goes suppressed that stays suppressed. You want to make sure that you're in line with yourself, with all of you, so that you can be the best version of you. That is called giving your fantasies permission to live. Giving them the correct terminology and speaking life into those things. There's nothing wrong with you or what you want, how you want it, or where you want it. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just fine. You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to say that because a lot of times people make things around them. Nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly fine. You're perfectly creative. You're good. That's beautiful. I'm glad you said that so that they feel like they can enjoy what they're expressing. You know, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Shuana, for joining today. If there's any way they can reach out to you, let's say they want to contact you, what what are the best options they got? They can. So you can definitely go to my Instagram and you can DM me at Fantasize Your Room. Uh, I also have a website at SoFantasizeYourRoom.com. Check it out. Uh, some adult novelties on there, some other kind of things. Uh, getting ready for the holidays. So I do I am and changing some things around. So do bear with us. But uh, yes, you can also find me on Facebook. Not as much. I just throw it out there. But definitely on IG. And if you're a Clubhouse fan, Thank you so much, Juana. And definitely catch up with her, join the rooms, and yeah, you you will not be disappointed. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Faye. I love your name. Thank you. Thank you. May you continue to break down on you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.